Nicholas Bornholz of CapitalLink, I would like to welcome you to uh, this uh, presentation. Green shipping is one of the key themes when it comes to Norway and to our Norway Maritime Forum. So I'm delighted that we have with us Simon Roxwood Johannesson. Uh, Simon is a global portfolio manager. He's investing in shipping equities across the world uh, for uh, KLP, a major, a major fund. So it is very interesting to hear Simon's point of view on the topic of uh, financing Paris aligned shipping and give us the viewpoint of the institutional investor. Simon, thank you for being with us and uh, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I'll take, I have a prepared presentation, so please let me know that you are seeing it in presentation mode. Yes, it's fine, it's perfect. Okay, so what I will do here is um, I will talk a little bit about how we look at uh, decarbonization of uh, the global fleet and um, and uh, our view, view here in KLP. So what we did is that um, we invest in shipping equities globally. So looking at the decarbonization future, uh, we needed to understand what are the financial risks that we are looking at for different shipping technologies, ship types, and so on. So we did a pilot through uh, the green shipping program in Norway. So here on the front page, you see uh, our, the partners that participated among others, DMB, Vatsila, Ekinor, DNV, TK. So quite a heavy list of good participants. So I will now uh, share with you my thoughts on the financial risk uh, for, for dip, different ship technologies uh, given decarbonization. So we need to decarbonize. That's, that's something we know. And uh, looking at this, there's basically two scenarios that we are looking at. We are looking at the current IMO ambition, which calls for a 50% cut. Uh, that will present a lot of financial uh, uh, possibilities, but also some challenges for the, the fleet that we are looking at today. Uh, and there you have, and also, of course, you have a much more stringent outcome, which is that the current IMO ambition is not enough. So uh, there, you can easily looking at a much tougher scenario where we have to be Paris aligned, uh, going to 70% cuts. And, and the two scenarios here, the current ambition and a much tougher line that is being voiced by the US administration and other, uh, other panels as we speak is, is, is a very different outcome than, uh, than what we are looking at with IMO current ambition. 70% cut presents a lot of new challenges in terms of ship engine technology and so on, so forth. So we did the pilot uh, through GSP together with DMB and other partners that I showed you. And I will go through uh, and show you here some key results. This study will be available uh, three weeks from now in the report. So we did financial modeling. So built the financial model, uh, which uh, is based that all criteria are set by economic factors. Uh, we focused on VLCC, Cape size, and container vessels, which is the three big segments that does the bulk part of the emission. 
And then we started to choose technologies that we could do financial modeling on. And we came up that with, other than the traditional uh, engines, diesel HFL driven, we choose LNG, which is already starting to be introduced, ammonia, which, yeah, these three would be the probable solutions. Uh, we also looked at uh, hydrogens and batteries, but found that this was not economically viable for long distance freight. Uh, so we ended up uh, with ammonia, LNG, and then the traditional engines to look at the financial challenges they had. And uh, what kind of inputs do we use there? Of course, it's the investment costs, the engine cost, the price curves of oil, HFO, MGO, VLSFO, LNG, ammonia, CO2, and the blending fuels that will be introduced. And we also did extensive work together with, uh, with uh, the Norwegian uh, Department of uh, Environment to look at what kind of regulation that could we expect. And we will start with the regulation. What you see in blue here is the regulation we know, the regulations that will be introduced in the next five to 10 years, which is uh, the debated EADI, EXI, the Super SEMP, uh, and so on. So they are all marked in blue. This is a is regulation that is coming. We know that's for certain, and it will be introduced to the fleet as it is. This is included in the modeling. Then we also included likely uh, regulation that we think will come from 2030 and onwards, which includes tougher uh, design index uh, measures for EEDI, EXI. And we also included carbon pricing from 2030 global for the fleet and also blending requirement with carbon neutral fuels. And now to the results. So here you see uh, the results of the modeling. What you're looking at here is the emission from, and I only included in this presentation for time, and only the VLCC segment, but uh, the bulk and the container segment you can find in my report. Here you see the emission from the fleet from now until, or from 2008 until 2050 uh, in the two cases. So the high case, which is a tough environment, a tough regulation case, and then the base case, which is the current IMO emission. You see here in a tough regulation case, uh, we can cut emissions to zero from the VLCC fleet. Uh, in, under the current emissions, we will reach the target uh, with known technology, but it has implications. I will show you this. Here you see the base case scenario fleet composition. So what you see here is how the uh, fleet development uh, forecasted under the current uh, modeling, how we will you know, how the VLCC fleet composition will be. The light uh, blue line is, uh, is LNG propulsion and you see it taking fully over from 2050. And this is to meet the requirements of the IMO ambition. It will be the best economic solutions under the requirements that we think will come. So LNG is taking over uh, and the scrubber uh, vessels uh, running on VLSFO and HFO will slowly be phased out towards 2040. Here you see in the base case, the speed development. And what I want to mention here is as tough 
tougher environmental regulation is put in also in the, in the base case you see the speed is coming down uh, blending fuels are expensive so it's also forcing the speed of the, the fleet down and you see that we come into compliance with the IMO target uh, towards the end of 2040 with LNG and LNG powered fleet for a tougher when we so this is for a 50% cut so and we start to look at the high case where we need the 70% cut the technology that takes over is LNG is purely a small transitionary technology it is not good enough to bring us down to 70% cut uh, of emissions so what you see then as end of from 2030 and onwards you see ammonia driven technologies are taking over uh, driven on zero fuels so blue ammonia green ammonia zero emission fuels so uh, ammonia vessels are then taking over in a high case where we need to do a much tougher cut on on, on emissions so first we see the scrubber vessels being phased out then lng is, has a small step in but the main technology dominating is ammonia and here you see the speed development and from 2030 in this scenario which is a high scenario with tough decarbonization tough co2 prices you see the speed dropping very fast in 2030 the reason for this is that uh, the co2 levy which will be quite high uh, what we're modeling here is above 200 up against 300 levy on CO CO2 pricing makes fuel so expensive that the whole uh, the, the whole fleet uh, needs to slow down dramatically I'm not I don't think it will happen like in an instant I don't think it's viable that it will happen just like this but the effect is is the same you need to slow down your vessels become uneconomic and as you then introduce green vessels from 2030 and onwards the speed slowly uh, increases but only on these vessels so the average speed uh, is not on on full 11 knots before the whole fleet is green so uh, before we know so what are the financial implications and this is the last slide and i want to spend a little bit of time on this so here you see your expected returns on different assets from the right to left uh, on the on the left hand side you see the current vessels in the fleet so 2010 ships with scrubber a resale uh, and uh, and then you see the newer technologies on the right hand side ammonia vessels lng and we also see new buildings and what you see is that all the vessels has the best expected returns from an investment today the reason for this is that they are not hit as hard as new buildings coming from 23 and onwards because they don't have so much lifetime spent in a tough regulatory environment the new vessel are are, are, are have the bulk part of their life in a much tougher regulatory environment so building a new building today in for example the vsc segment which moves on hfo with the scrubber you have a huge risk of of being regulated in the future for, mo for most of the lifetime of the vessel. And if you look here, the dark bars are the base case. So in the base case, you are fine. You're making good money. You still make most money on the older vessel vessels, but also on new investments, you are making good money on both LNG, 
which we take over as a as a dominating technology in the base case, but also actually okay uh, on 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 vessels with uh, running on HFO. You can use that in a 50% IMO cut scenario as long as you also introduce blendings, blending fuels. But the the picture is very much skewed if if the environment becomes tougher. So if we if the IMO ambition is deemed not to be good enough, if we go into 70% reduction or more uh, on the decarbonization pathway, you see that the returns you will make from an ordinary new building today running on HFO would be negative. LNG is better, but still not good in a tough environment. And the best vessels here are ammonia. But you see, ammonia has a much uh, <laughs> has less variety in in the financial returns. In a in a soft or current IMO ambition target, they are not making as good returns as as the traditional engines. But they have much they are much more solid financial investment if the uh, environment becomes tougher. So 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 my key, <laughs> I don't I don't want to conclude what you should build, but I'm just saying that here you see that. If you build on traditional technology as HFO, you're running a huge environmental risk, uh, uh, and uh, and you should think think around whether you should go for ammonia, LNG, but at least know the risk you are taking uh, when going into into a new building investment. And and I think this concludes that the results that we have for for container and and bulkers are very similar, uh, even tougher uh, for container because they run on so much fuel. So they, they have even more negative ERRs. So that I would think container will be in the forefront of ammonia going forward if they and to choose that as a fuel. And I also think that um, new building, the new building, uh, you, won't, you won't see a lot of new buildings in bulkers or tankers before we have more uh, clarity on what the regulation will be. Will there be CO2 pricing, how much blending will be required and so on. So I think you will see less new building going forwards in the traditional segments. So if you want to learn more, you please contact me. But that was what I wanted to present for you. All right. Have I used up my time? Simon, thank you very much for a particularly insightful and to the point presentation. Yes, thank, thank you for you. being with us and, and really providing a very important point of view, you being a, an institutional investor. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.